exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. Welcome into the Spartan Sports Wrap. Wow, it's old school Mondays, I guess, with the with the new intro, if you like to say that. But we're in the basement as always. Kind of a somber night, but uh, let's just check in on how everyone's doing across from me. From day one, none other than uh, the man, the legend. It's oh, black and white on sports tonight, baby. <laughs> Dewan Simmons, the usual suspect. Yeah, what's up, Dan, man? I'm doing good. Brigitte, always a female presence in the studio for a second consecutive week, racking up parallel to Michigan State's losses on the football field. Brigitte, how goes it? I'm doing well. Pleasure to be back. A pleasure to be back, and a not so much a pleasure to see you, Steven. Oh, but when are you going to cut that hair? What can I say? Uh, I don't know. You look like the old Steve Nash. Maybe that's why I'm on radio. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, after... Well, here, here's the thing. We have a camera in studio tonight doing a, a taping for MTVU on my job. Very interesting. It could air on a show called Tailgate Tours on MTVU. Um, they've been on my head. I've been... They've been following me around. The cameras have followed me around all weekend. What I do to get ready for the show over at the stadium, things like that. Player interviews. So it's something along the lines of a true life show. So um, I realize that uh, I don't. I'm not. I don't, I don't perform too well on the camera. So maybe ra- maybe radio is good for me too. But uh, we will improve and we will, we will move on slowly but surely. But uh, tonight is kind of a heartfelt night. I lost two of my close friends on Friday. Mike and Chris Ulbricht died in a car accident in Harrison Township Thursday night. Um, it was about 8 p.m. I found out about it about late late uh, Thursday, early Friday morning. Uh, tough news, but uh, this show is in memory of those two guys. Um, they say we don't talk about auto racing enough on this show, <laughs> so we're we're, we're going to talk a little bit bit about it right now in memory of these guys. Uh, they're a big auto racing family. Uh, they put Gone in 60 Seconds movies. Uh, to shame with the cars they drove, um, Mustangs with over a thousand horsepower. Better do it. Um, unfortunately, uh, they were testing out uh, some new parts. They put on a Mustang on Thursday night. Um, they put nitrous oxide on the Mustang, and they wanted to try it out. So they went out and unfortunately um, lost control and crossed over the median and hit oncoming traffic. And my friend Chris, 17 years old, I went to high school with the kid. He was like a little little brother to all of us. He died on the scene, and then, unfortunately, the next morning, his older brother, who was driving the car, 23 years old, Michael Albert, passed away in the hospital in Mount Clemens on Friday morning. So a very tough weekend, but humbling to uh, put things back into perspective that uh, life is very precious. And uh, my prayers go out to the Albrechts, and this show, definitely in memory of those two guys. So, sadly, but surely, we move on in the show. Um, a bright spot from Michigan State Sports this past weekend was the volleyball team. Two big wins this past week. They beat U of M, and they beat Iowa. They went into Ann Arbor and beat U of M in three straight sets. So, I'm very impressed. And, Dewan, guess who was Big Ten Player of the Week? Who, Dan? I happen to like her name. Who, Dan? Ashley Schatzel. Ashley Schatzel. Ashley Schatzel, Big Ten Player of the Week. So props to her. Right. And uh, addition of Alice Niani has been huge, like we talked about. Yes. Racking up killer assists. Um, Ashley Schatzel, Big Ten Player of the Week, and that's the first Spartan since 2003 to be named Big Ten Player of the Week. To let you know the program's definitely on the upside. For the ladies. 
So I'm going to cue up a little little soundbite here from Coach Kathy George today, see what she had to say about her team's performance against Michigan. Yes, the Spartans, a Spartan team went into Ann Arbor and won. Yeah, it's like unheard of nowadays yes. in basketball or football, <laughs> any of the main sports. Here's what, here's what Coach Kathy George said. How does it feel to go into Ann Arbor and get your first victory in three straight sets? It, you know, it was a fabulous feeling. We, uh, the team was very excited about it. Um, we had the intent to go in there and do just that, and they followed through and didn't, uh, didn't skip a beat, really. Although this is not a... Like a- very much so. They did not skip a beat. Going on to for later in the week to beat Iowa in three straight sets also. But they go into a week where they face four teams on the road. Ohio State, Northwestern, Illinois. Let me tell you something, Juan. Penn State, number two team in the nation in volleyball. Okay. Two girls who can touch 10-8 and dunk, <laughs> and dunk a volleyball. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, pardon me, I think Coach said they could dunk a basketball. Yeah, that's a basketball. You get 10-8, that's a basketball. So, Juan, um, can you explain? Have you ever seen anything I've like that? I've never seen anything like that in person. Dunking and I, a volleyball. And I would be happy to see that, especially if they could do it all vertical. That would be a sight for me to see. And a sight for me to see is this camera in front of me recording every word I say. But, geez, <laughs> we move on to the addition of Alice Ayani. She was at Pacific for three years and made the cross-country trip to come play in the Arctic temperatures of East Lansing. That's a fact. But Coach Kathy George shared with me today what she thought of the addition of Allison Ioni to their volleyball team. She um, has done such a nice job of distributing the ball. She came in with such focus against Michigan, and she really um, made all of our hitters successful in that match and uh, has been great for us. We really needed a setter like Allison. We have great hitters on our team, but we needed somebody to distribute the ball and and really um, have a game plan in mind. Excellent play this past week by Allison Ioni and possibly my favorite, Ashley Schatzel, (laughs) Big Ten Player of the Week. That's the first Spartan since 2003 for the women's volleyball. But look out, tough week ahead. Four four straight road games. Ohio State, Penn State, Northwestern, and Illinois. And like I said, Penn State has two girls that are going to play in the Olympic national team in volleyball. A girl that can touch 10 feet 8 inches. Yeah. But, Duan, I don't know if I can touch 10 feet (laughs) 8 inches. And I, I don't know if I can even dunk anymore. You know, I'm I'm getting to be an old man. My knees are are killing <laughs> starting me. Starting to ache. I'm starting to ache. Back's hurting. Feel Catching like up with feel you. like Drew Stanton a little bit. <laughs> but like I'm a whole lot, huh? <laughs> but the MSU hockey team, we'll we'll slide and skate, whatever you want to say. Over to hockey, um, not so much getting off on the right foot, but they did win their first game Friday night against Western Michigan. They played two games against Western this weekend, and split the second game, losing three to two Sunday. They lost four to one on Friday in their season opener. So they got off to the right foot and then kind of dropped the puck a little bit on Sunday. Um, One stat you may want to keep in mind for MSU hockey power play, one for 15. You might might want to capitalize on your chances uh, when you are a man down. See, I don't get that. If you you played five on four in basketball, there's no goalie, but... What an advantage it is to have another person on. Yes, who's completely free on both ends of the court. But you are you are listening to two urbanites who play basketball, basketball and football. And not hockey. So. <laughs> and not hockey. So we, we leave that up to the hockey experts. There's right. some of you out there probably shaking your head like, you don't even know what it takes to score a goal on a power play. Are you right. kidding me? You barely cover MSU hockey. 
And that's hey. a fact. <laughs> but hey, as long if they if they can keep it up and get some wins, uh, there will be coverage, and we still have to uh, preview their season. But we're waiting on John and Jason for that one because it's not my expertise. You exactly. could say. Nonetheless, the Spartans play the U.S. National Developmental Team on Thursday. That should be interesting. So watch out, a bunch of seventeen-year-old phenoms, future, <laughs> future NFL, <laughs> NHL players. Pardon me. They will be at the at Mon Arena. That's at seven o five p.m. on Thursday night, and it is seven o seven. We're going to take an early break to take care of some technical difficulty here in the sports wrap. So after this quick early break, we'll be back. The phones will be open. And yes, we will talk MSU football, but more importantly, those Tigers. Stay with us. We'll be back. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sitter Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. That's right, you're back to Exposure. And more importantly, you're in the basement with Dan, with Duan, Brigitte, and the unnamed. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Steve. The, the rookie's in the house. Yet to cover an MSU hockey game for me, but... Don't even lean forward to that mic until you're allowed. <laughs> I'm just playing, Steve. Steve, how are you doing, bud? I'm doing all right. How's that freshman class load treating you? Uh, it's it's all right. Four-page paper due tomorrow. Four-page, and you're in the studio. With a four-page paper. With a four-page paper. Hanging that's over dedication. Mud. Hey. He said that's dedication. Okay, there's a point. <laughs> point here. Here's an Impact 89 FM pen for you. There you go. Earn the stripes. But, but we, we move forward. With this show and onto the football field, which seemed to be red and scarlet. Yes, scarlet, scarlet and gray. Scarlet and gray. Scar- pardon me. I thought we. Were, I thought we were at the horseshoe on Saturday for a minute. The the amount of Ohio State fans that were at that game, unbelievable. Yes, I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. But what we can agree on is uh, the outcome of the game. Yeah. We both predicted blowouts a, and a Michigan State fumble ruski right off the uh, top. But we did have chances early, and we could have been up fourteen to zero. Yes, and that's exactly what they needed was to start fourteen zero. So, but nonetheless, thirty eight to seven loss, disheartening. Uh, we we lose our our starting quarterback. Greg Cooper is hit, and and hurt. But uh, one second, the Jazz Spectrum one wants second. to know what the explicit word happened. That's next door to us. <laughs> wow. <laughs> An interesting night. Uh, the Jazz Spectrum wants to know what happened. Here's what happened. The Ohio State Buckeyes came out ready to play. 
Um, we recover fumble on the was it the first drive? The first the drive. First drive. On we have the, tremendous on the third play. Tremendous field position. And what do we do? We uh, uh like a screen left to to J U Colcrick. Yes. And then what is it? It's called back for a holding call on none other than Brandon Wilson's favorite wide receiver, <laughs> T J Williams. T J. Um, that may be due to his inexperience. Probably or, so. Open in the open field. Trying to make a play. It, it's very. I don't know if it's very hard, but when I was a wide receiver, to get a holding call, yeah, I mean, you, you must have had a, fist, a fistful of jersey. Without a doubt. So he got stuck with one, backed him up a little bit, come out the gate, next play, get another holding call, back him up another 10, 20. Then they try a couple draws that don't work. Next thing you know, Drew Stanton, Trying to make a play happen, ends up losing 16, 17 yards, taking him out of field Lord goal Nidus position. Right. Laurinaitis sack, tripped him up. 15, 16 yards behind the line of scrimmage, they're out of field goal position, and that was the beginning of the end of the game. <laughs> the beginning of the end. Of the game. Very, very well put. Um, Ohio State very well distributed on the offensive side of the ball. Touchdowns from Pittman, a Petrie field goal, a Ted Ginn Jr., Punt return for a touchdown. Right. We're, rumor has it that he told Anthony Gonzalez, I'm going to score on this play. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. That's confidence. Um, a Gonzalez um, receiving touchdown for 12 yards. A Robisky touchdown from Troy Smith. And a Wells, Chris Wells five-yard run. That's distribution. Um, that is a dynamic offense, to say the least. But uh, you better get out the engraver and put Troy... On that Heisman. Yeah, you might as well give it to put, him now. Put Troy on that Heisman. And uh, as long as he doesn't bite the dust and fall flat on his face. In the U of M game. Exactly. In Troy Smith game. will be the Heisman winner. I was searching all day for the clip when Juan said the Detroit Tigers would not make the World Series back this <laughs> summer. When, the sh- when we first got here, we are slowly approaching our five-month anniversary, Juan. What are you going to get me? I don't know, man. I haven't thought about it yet. It's going to be a surprise. For giving you this career-enhancing opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> you you are a co-host on a college radio that looks Yes, out. I am. Yes, I am. And it's all thanks to Dan. So I'm going to get you something real special, Dan. Yeah, nonetheless, we did not score to, what, one minute and seven, seven seconds in, in, the the, in the fourth quarter. A.J. Jimerson against the second struggling team to get in against the second-team defense of Ohio State. Right. Just when we thought that would be their weak point. Right. Laurinaitis is a sophomore? Yeah, he's going to be a monster. League. He adds to the tradition of the scary Ohio State middle linebackers, oh, the A.J. Hawks. AJ Hawk. and, you know, he's, he's next in line. So I'm really expecting a lot of him these next couple of years. But let's, uh, let's grade out the team. Okay. Let's grade out the team. Let's look first on the offensive side of the ball. Unfortunately, more injuries to that offensive line. Yeah, injuries are really starting to plague them. So hopefully they can pull it together and, you know, push out a little for the rest of the season. But as a unit for the offensive line, you know, in the beginning I was giving them about a B, B-minus rating due to the small inconsistencies that they had as far as chemistry and working together as a unit. But now as I see the season progress and fatigue starting to kick in, their rating is also starting to slip. They're about an average offensive line. You know, they – Block, especially as you're going downhill, they normally block pretty well, but for some of the more complicated packages as far as zone blocking and different package protection, you know, they don't have quite the athleticism or the continuity to actually pull those off. Well, we have some continuity here in the basement, as as we do every week. And we do have a phone number. It's 
3893. Kevin has given me the thumbs up for the phones. He's lonely in there. Give him a call. <laughs> He'll screen your call. No foul language. But we want some critiques of John L. Smith, the football team, the state of MSU hockey, anything. Anything. We, we will take it. Oh, open mind. Uh, once again, this show in memory of my two friends, Chris and Michael Albert, passed away this past weekend in a car accident. So big up to them, guys. So hopefully everything is going well here in the sports wrap tonight. If it sounds like I'm struggling, I probably am. But so is Michigan State's offensive line due to some injuries. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep get through this show. Mike Getve will go and see a doctor this today, as John L. Smith said, and they are going to decide from there. Draw a conclusion. No word on AJ or Javon Ringer, pardon me. Right. Uh, last week, as we said, knee surgery is out of question for now. They're gonna they're gonna wait and see how Javon's knee is gonna do through the six to eight week period. I see no no possible way of him returning this year. Oh no. Ringer. He's oh, definitely no. done. They're probably not gonna say it, but yeah, he's done. Speaking of ringers, the phone has just rang. How about that? Let's go to the lines. Welcome to the Spartan Sports Rep. Hey. What's going on? How you guys doing? Just Man, fine. we are hanging in there. How you doing? Great show, Duan. Uh, the U of M wins it all. Oh, looky here! Look who it is. <laughs> good, good calling, man. Hey, it doesn't matter if Javon Ringer comes back. I'm kind of glad he's got a medical. Uh, you know, save him. But uh, John L. zero and eight now. Is that it for uh, against Michigan and Ohio State? Yeah, it's a fact. One and one against uh, Wisconsin. Two and one against Minnesota. Two and two against Notre Dame. I mean, against teams that you got to beat. Be good in the Big Ten. It's not getting it done. I mean, but do you do you know. think do you think we were we were ever an upper echelon program in the Big Ten? I, I know in I know in history we, you know we won the Rose Bowl back in eighty was it eighty something like eighty seven eighty seven we won the Rose there. Bowl. Uh, well, I mean, Big Ten title back then. But do you really think that Michigan State football people are 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 expectations too high of Michigan State football? I don't understand why they shouldn't be higher. I mean, like, if you keep expecting to lose, you're going to lose. And that's what we've expected for a while now. And, I mean, this coach hasn't done anything to prove it wrong. Although, I must say, uh, finding out about the Kellen Davis thing, like, I'm not – there's a lot of rumors going on that somehow police is involved. And the fact that he kicked him off the team – that gives me a lot more credit in my book. Here you go. Bobby Jones also dismissed from the team as of today. He played a good, played a good for, game last for week. For undisclosed reasons, said John L. Smith. Yeah, and I mean, that's good that he's not just take, taking them out and being like, look, well, this is what they did. But, you know, I mean, I, I wish he I, – I like John L. for a lot of reasons. I think he recruits well. I think that he uh, he brings the uh, discipline in, but he's just not getting it done winning-wise, and I don't know what to do about that. But, like, you can't – I don't understand how you keep a guy around who keeps losing. You know, like, if – if you go to any other program, you can't just keep people who are just going to keep losing games. And if, if you want to get better, that you got to win sooner or later. you got to beat Michigan. you got to beat Ohio State. And, again, penalties, like turnovers, things that, like, you, you think you could practice, you think you could just keep it going. And, I mean, yeah, we're hurt, but how, how much can you use that as an excuse? But you, you look at it, there's always going to be those teams that are going to sit in the middle of the Big Ten towards the bottom of the Big Ten. You're going to look up to the top. You're always going to see Michigan. You're always going to see Penn State. You're always going to see, see Ohio, State. Ohio State. But nonetheless, are we putting too much expectation on Michigan State being an upper echelon program? You look at teams like Indiana, Northwestern. All There are other Big Ten teams that are losing and struggling. Northwestern has lost four straight. Right. 
albeit they have a new head coach under unfortunate circumstances. Right, exactly. I, but, I mean, I, I understand that. And, but I, shouldn't, you're always, shouldn't you always progress to be better? I, I mean, Oh, yes. A, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. The aim should be to improve. And over the couple of years that John L. has been here, the rate that he has been improving as a program is not negative. where it should be. You see, right. that's, where, that's where the problem's coming in. I just look at it, 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 it perplexes me because Jeff Smoker took this team to 8-4 and four with an arguably less talented team. Oh, yes. a, far, a far less talented team. And, and I, I don't understand. I mean, Chris Perry was still back. You know, John, there was the same yes, yes. schmoes you put in Michigan, great defense, you know, role right. players for the offense. And, you know, we almost beat that. I, I just don't understand how we go from being that good with the same system, same everything, but better talent and do worse. I, so if you're the athletic director, when do you let John L. Smith go? I, you know, I don't know. I, either end of this year, end of next year, unless he does, like, amazing next year. But is your, is your mind made up today? You know, it was last week after the Michigan game, but I think, you know. So add another loss. <laughs> you just, feel a little, a little more yeah, sorry just, just for John L. keep chalking him up. Yeah, but, you know, I, I, if we lose – Another game. I think he's got to win out. He's got to win out. The teams are too soft. You know, even Minnesota's not Penn that State. Ah, uh, we might. Penn State's a good team. No, Penn State. Are but you got to win something. Yes. You can't yes. Beat cupcakes. Like let's look at the rest of our schedule. Something. Northwestern. We traveled to Northwestern. That's a very winnable game, but a very dangerous team also in front right. of all those fans. Indiana. We saw what Indiana could do last week with that yeah. freshman quarterback. Then Purdue and Minnesota at home. Yeah. Look out well, for Purdue to give us a scare. Right. Purdue started hot early. They was putting up 60, 70 points the first couple of weeks. And then we then we have Penn State to end the season on the road. So chalk, I, I'll say chalk that one up as a loss. Penn State's yeah. definitely a loss. But well, if we win at Northwestern, at Indiana, and get one of the last three, that's three more wins. And yeah. That's six wins in a trip to the Motor City Bowl. Well, at best. <laughs> and me and Dewan and I will be there at, at Ford Field <laughs> covering it. But so how do you think we're going to finish the season? Do you think our team is, seems to be depleted for, as injury goes? They say their heart is there. They say they're, they're still hungry. They're taking a game at a time. How do you think we're going to finish the season? Yeah, well, they said they're hungry and they're taking a game at a time since, you know, Notre Dame. So how much do you really put stock into that? I mean, as much as I hate the state news sports columnist, I I, I I agree with them in the fact that you know we've been hearing the fact you know we got to learn we got to we got to win you know we got uh, we predicted John L Smith's opening statement to the press conference to the, the T to the for the past two weeks we were, we Here, were like I one can, or two I words off it. I have I have it in in my head now that that's a heck of a ball team there you know yeah that, that you got to give it to them that's a good ball team. Yeah. Got to well, give him credit. Got to give him credit. That's the opening I mean, line. Every press conference for the past. <laughs> three but I mean, weeks. Liter- we literally faced the number one and two team. It's so, a fact. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, that's it's a little different. But Notre Dame, that that game should have been won. Illinois, I have no idea what happens. But this team plays purely on emotion. Purely on emotion. Yes, like, you think that's because we're mentally weak? I I really do. I think it starts as much as I hate saying this because if he's even listening, I'm gonna feel bad. Uh, Drew Stan. I mean, I. I love the kid, and I think he's a great. But I think he's a head case. Like I, I just don't. I think he tries too hard when he's down, and I think he, you know, tries to force stuff. But I, I, I don't even know. 
I have no idea. I've been watching this team for so long, and I have no idea how to fix it. Like last year, it was like, oh, we need we need cornerbacks and we need safeties. This year, it's just we need a wholesale change. It almost seems like in, in the coaching staff. Well, I, if, if, if I'm not going to say, but you said Drew Stanton is a head case. Do, so are you? Do you want to see Brian Hoyer? No, no. Drew Stanton's a senior. You can't take it away from him. But I, I man, I I don't know. I just don't. Dewan said he's ready to see Hoyer. Yeah, I'm definitely ready to see Hoyer. Oh man, I. I I don't know. Drew's just Drew, and I, I, I will. I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Hoyer, but I just think it'd be such a slap in the face for a guy. Who, oh yeah, uh, it's I, not. It's not. It's never gonna happen. Not with. Not with the uh, little special relationship that John L right. has with Drew, driving around in his Hummer with him and stuff. Right. <laughs> but but hey, we th- thank you for your call, man. Thanks for listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap. The number is five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three. See what happens when you call. You get. A lot of airtime. <laughs> so if you want to be on the radio, turn your radios down in the background and give us a call. Kevin is sitting there twiddling his thumbs, ready for a phone call. 517-432-3893. And we roll on. Wow, what an analysis of the offense that was. We continue on. Defense. Defense? Okay. You got to break that down. Let's look at the secondary. Secondary, they have to get a D minus. <laughs> you know, they have to get a D minus. They they make a play every now and then that stops them from getting just that flat F. You know, they they are somewhat of a presence. They might actually trip and fall and make Spe- a tackle. Speaking of presence, I must play this clip quickly. John L trying to come in the press conference today, a little lighthearted. L- listen to what John L had to say. What today was? Oh, right, let's hear this. Just just wait. Did you uh, did you get your wife something today? Did you? Did you? It's Columbus Day. It's National Bosses Day. <laughs> I sent for roses. Any opportunity to get in good with the boss? Yeah, John o. Smith better be sending roses. Yeah, to he better send, He better send a whole fleet of roses. In every color and tulips. <laughs> That's about he needs. He needs to send the whole brigade on that one, man. Interesting enough, wow. Jadel trying to start off on a light note, but pardon me, we need to finish up on the offensive side of the ball. I'm sorry, I jumped. I jumped the gun. Kinda oh like, yeah, we did flip. We did like we flip. We were jumping off sides this weekend, huh? But hey, it's in our blood, huh? I guess. I guess when you become a Spartan, you're ready to jump off sides. But hey, the penalties and the drops. Eleven penalties, five drops. I mean, it's just it's inexcusable at this point in the season. At the first couple of weeks, you know, you might you might stack it as jitters. You know, guys are excited. You know, trying to get back in the flow of actually playing at game speed because you know in practice you don't necessarily play game speed with game intensity. So, first couple of weeks it was okay. We're still winning. Getting rust out. Right, we're getting rust out the system. We're expanding the playbook a little bit more. We're trying new things. Here's a couple of drops. But at this point in the season, every drop, you know, it just gets worse and worse and worse. And, it's, and you can see it starting to eat away at the mental yes. of the guys. Because the first first couple weeks, they get a drop, you know, they, they pop right back up, you know, run right back to the huddle. Now, you know, they get up, you see the head, you know, hung low, walking back to the huddle, shaking their head, clapping their hands. You know, they're, they're really looking for answers at this point. Well, offensive coordinator Baldwin had something to say about the drops today. <clears throat> so let me cue that up. He spoke directly to it, so I was impressed with what uh, offensive coordinator Baldwin had to say today. Is there anything you can... I think they get 
multiplied because of the situation because when you do drop against a very, very good football team, you don't get another opportunity. You're off the field. Sometimes when you drop against a lesser opponent, you still get that opportunity and you're on the field and you get to continue to move the football. Totally agree with that. Yeah, that is true. You, you drop the ball against on first down against a good team, you're looking down a second and ten. You do the same you get, thing you again. You short, short yardage, you're looking at third and seven. You have one play to get it done. And you can run the same play from first down on third down. The you catch, same person you catch a, a seven-yard seven post right. slant, right. second and three. Second and second and six, whatever. Right. But catching the ball is your first priority and first responsibility, I should say, as a wide receiver. So struggling at wide receiver, is it because of the absence of Matt Trannon? No, not at all. Nowhere near it. He's not even on the top five best receivers on the football team to me. On Michigan State's football on team. On Michigan State's Mi- football team. Name the top five wide receivers then on Michigan State's football team. I'm going to have to go. Uh, let's see. I'll take Kerry Reed just for the fact Kerry that. Kerry Reed is. So are these like ranked? Kerry Reed's the best receiver on the team. He's the most important receiver on most the team. Most important receiver. He's the most important receiver on the team just for the fact that he is a senior. <clears throat> he runs very crisp routes. His hands are somewhat the surest on the team. And, you know, he, he's going to he's gonna give you that little extra that you need. He does block down the field, you know, as, as Matt Trainer does, not to take that away from him. He's a great blocker. Yes. But, but he'll probably feature more as a tight end. But I like Reed. Then from there, I'm going to have to go with Love just for his speed. A young man who doesn't play, Carl Grimes. Carl CG. Carl Grimes is a slot. Extremely quick, extremely fast. Hopefully he gets some opportunities coming up. Um, TJ Williams, just for the fact that he does bring that emotion and that raw energy to the game and to the field. You could tell that he actually plays with his heart. Jay Scott? Yeah, but the last one, I'll take Jay Scott. Matt, <clears throat> Matt Shrannon at six. At six. So we're going to stay on this Matt Tran idea. Do you think the media, the local media and Spartan fans in general make too much of Matt Trannon? Oh, without a doubt. And, and the, not, whole, the football, basketball, toughness. The duel. I will not, don't, I'm not going to put it past Matt Trannon. A friend of mine, tremendously tough, tremendously strong. Right. Kid's, kid is tough as nails. But at times you think the media explodes that. Every football game you listen to. Hey, do you know Matt Trannon plays on the basketball team too? And, and not just that, they interview Tom Izzo every game, and the question always comes. They will ask Tom Izzo, you know, how's Matt doing, you know, on the sideline during the game. So, you know, that, that is added pressure to him. And at the same time, it's not just MSU hyping him up or local media hyping him up. Even on the national scale, coming out of high school, he was ranked top five just raw athletes. For the entire you know country, the graduating class of two thousand and two, he was the national athlete of the year. National athlete that was by Gatorade, I believe. Yes, Gatorade national athlete of the year. If anybody who has you know grew up through those times, that's a very 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 hard award to win. You know to be to be that national athlete national of the year. athlete of Matt the year. Matt was national athlete of the year. So I mean, it's a lot of pressure and a lot of you know stigmas that come with winning that award. People expect a lot more out of you. So absolutely. So you know once you get. Once you achieve at a certain level, you know, that sets that expectation, sets that bar. You're not you're not looked at as, you know, coming below that point. So they were expecting him to, you know, do more and achieve higher and break records and, and do this and, and do the third. So what he's doing now, it, it is a lot of pressure put on him, but he's definitely overhyped. I mean, he he was a talent. He's still a great talent. Yes. Athletically, like he won the award, you know, people Leagues all, all drool over him. 
You know, they drove over him just for the fact of I potential. I think that, that is what's going to get him to the NFL. Oh, without a doubt. If he doesn't get drafted, I'll be I'll be extremely surprised. Despite missing, arguably, the biggest game of the year, Ohio State. Right. And then missing another upcoming game. Oh, injury update. My apologies. Injury update for today. Matt Trannon not going to play next week is what it looks like. Drew Stanton, sore, but he will go. Next week, Dave Heron, ready to go. He had a little, con- I think it was a no- not another concussion. He had a little stinger. Yeah, he had a neck and shoulder stinger yeah. on his left side. Um, any update on Coop? Did you get Coop? Update? Coop is sounding like he's ready to go. Says Coop. Okay. Says coach and doctors, they're gonna wait and just check yeah, Coop out. That, that was a scary. It moment. was more. It was more of a head concussion injury. They said today at the press conference that it was a neck okay. injury, but because that's always of pre- good to precaution hear. and the fact that he was knocked unconscious by the hit, that's why they put him on the on the board. Right. But Getve going to the doctor to get that. That's the offensive lineman, Mike Getve, to get I believe his knee checked out and see if he plays. But here's your uh, Spartan death chart. Um, you're looking at Mike Getve or Rocco Cerrone at that left tackle. Left guard is Pete Clifford or Kenny Shane. Okay. This is the de- the official depth chart. It says or. So these positions are up for barring injury or improvement on the and practice field. If we go if we backtrack, when we first did the, the preview and you know, we first set in and heard them make mention of, you know, the program this year, when the offensive coordinator Baldwin came up and spoke, it was still these same question marks along that offensive line. And now here we are seven weeks into the season, so two months two four months now, because that was a week before and you still don't know who your starter's going to be. What what type of message does that send? Because the the game is actually won on the offensive defensive line. If you control the line of scrimmage in the game of football, you're going to do well, you're going to succeed, you're going to win games. So if you, at this point, don't have something solid on that offensive line, everything else is going to crumble, you know, on the size of that. So it's really the, it's really a sad sign to see that we don't have solid starters going into week but we have season. we have had solid starters on the right side of the football. Yeah, with Roland Martin at, at right guard and right tackle Jesse Miller. Miller, they've been they've been solid. They've been fantastic, um, and they're they're staying strong through the whole season. Dwayne Holmes, Dada, tight end, uh, he had a drop. He had one or, drop last or week. two. I can't remember. He had one last week. Unfortunate. Um, Kerry Reed still over there at the Z. The slot, Jeremy Scott, uh, Drew. Stanton is still obviously our number one quarterback, and J.U. Colcrick our number one running back. And as for Matt Trannon's ex-receiver spot, that would be going to T.J. Williams. We'll go over to the defensive side of the ball quickly. Stud end is up in the air now with Justin Kershaw and Janal St. Deek. Okay. So that is going to be a position, not because of injury, but they will battle it out. Uh, Cliff Ryan, he is struggling with that leg injury. Yeah, it's really starting to be one of those consistent ones that just gnaw at you and mm. you know week after week just continue to nag so David Stanton is now the starting defensive tackle over OG Nuabo Irvin Baldwin still at the other end Caleb Thornhill at middle linebacker David Heron Jr. Nehemiah Warwick has switched from strong safety to bandit putting Greg Cooper at the corner still there and Sir Darian Adams to strong safety which I think is a great move for Sir D's career. I think it is as well. If Sir D picks it up and gets together and like he says he does, and he's going to play and make plays, he's going to go to the NFL. Right. And he's going to go to the NFL at the strong safety position. Yes, because he. I don't think he could go to the NFL at a linebacker position. No, like, he, he like doesn't. Bandit. He doesn't have the size to play linebacker, outside or middle linebacker in in the NFL. Because Sudarian's probably six feet. 
215. And he has the speed. Six feet, 230. 230 now? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's that calf food, I'll tell you. <laughs> but he, he does have the speed, though. To his credit, he does actually run a 4-3 and a 40. So he, yeah, he's quick. Yeah, he could, put, he could pick him up and put him athlete. down. He could pick him up and put him down. So at strong safety, that's a great look for him. You know, he have less responsibility. He'll yeah, be able talked to float about, uh, and lay that big hit. He talked about Nehemiah Warwick and Otis Wiley kind of s- splitting them up a little bit. You know, with putting uh, Sir D back there with Otis, I think I think that'll be a good good combo back on the back line. And then Demon, our friend Demon Williams, not our friend, over the, at the, the other opposing team. receivers friend Demon Williams. <laughs> but hey, we've been hogging the mic all night, so give us a call. The number's five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three, and it's time for our lady special, Brigitte. Your take of the game. What what disappointed you most on the offensive side of the ball? Probably just that on the first play, they couldn't capitalize. It seemed like they were moving backwards, and, you know, a couple possessions during the game, they were moving backwards towards Ohio State's end zone as opposed to their own. Um, just some bad play calling as well. Bad play calling So the on, the off, on the offensive end. What do you think they needed to do? Be a little not conservative? Uh, yeah, lose a little bit of the conservative edge. Maybe have Stanton throw a couple passes downfield. A little deep, more, little deep, a few deep balls. Yeah, deep balls. maybe. Yeah, uh, we we haven't see seen that. those all year. Yeah, but defensive side of the ball, Brigitte, what what did you see? Did you just see what Ohio State came as advertised? Well, you know, you got to give a team like they all say where credit is deserved. Um, they have a great offensive line, Troy Smith. You know, but also miss blocks. You know, that is true. That's one of the biggest things. On that I would first say. possession, James Laurinaitis came through untouched and put Drew Santon down for 16 yard loss. That that stung because a sophomore just coming through. Ooh, and he leads the Big Ten in interceptions. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but nonetheless, our Spartans say they're going to pick it back up. But speaking of quarterbacks and Troy Smith, hot. Put Troy Smith's name on the Heisman, okay? You have to, especially with Peterson Go ahead. with as the broken collarbone. Yeah. When Peterson went down with the collarbone injury, it was over. It was over with. But the number's 517-432-3893. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back after the break, we're going to finish up this MSU football fiasco, and we will talk about the Detroit Tigers. Stay with us. You're in the basement with Dan Dewan, Brigitte, and the rookie, and MTVU. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place. A lot of gamers look at you as a game member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle. I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing. But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student is a graduate. People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say I won't. Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, the Impact's progressive torch and twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back into the basement. You are here with Dan Duan, Brigitte, and the rookie. And MTVU, yes, they are here in spirit filming me. In spirit. <laughs> about what, what I do 
for my show and a day in the life of a sportscaster. So that could be coming to MTVU sometime soon. I'll let you guys know next week for sure after uh, the tape is sent in and they take a look and see what they see. Hopefully they're not too scared. Right, hopefully they're not. Who's, is, who is this bald guy? If not, they'll at least pan away to the scoreboard. Hopefully that won't scare him either. Oh, Dewan, Dewan, Dewan. But we move forward to numbers 517-432-3893. Just in case you do not know, I now have a blog on the internet. The website address is sportshort.blogspot.com. Dot com. That's one, a great tongue twister. Once, once again, sport. the word sport, the word short, dot blog, spot, B-L-O-G-S-P-O-T, dot com. Wow, am I selling myself right now. Yes, you are. Uh, on that website, you'll be able to read, if you choose my commentaries on what's going on in the world of sports, there's only so much I can say in an hour. Right. And I can portray it better through a print outlet. So, hey. I've got the Michigan State Men's Basketball Preview Up, Parts 1 and 2, where I attended Media Day, wrote some articles out, previewed the season. Uh, we're going to have the official preview coming up in a week, along with the women's preview. I talked personally to Reenie Haynes. She's going to come in. Reenie. Good old, good old Reenie Haynes. <laughs> and it looks like we may have the African of the Ibaibop tribe, as the Lansing State Journal wrote this past week, Edongasit Ibok. Good friend of mine, great guy. More importantly, an intricate piece to men's basketball this season. Yeah, critical piece to the success year. that I think will come on Spartan basketball floor, where it's not expected to happen. Right. Where it was expected to happen, it has not, and that is the member a few weeks back, a few couple months, the Heisman candidate, the team oh, that the has goal horse. goal yeah. aspirations. Yeah, I I was buying into it. I was. I, I bought was, into I it. I was gassed. I will up not lie. So... I predicted this team an optimistic nine and three. Very optimistic. We had the tools, the talent, and the talent to do it. But the orchestration, not there. We had a few chips fall off the table. Javon Ringer, few injuries, few stingers, and this season has turned into a major stinger as we now sit sub five hundred at three and four, with five games to go. Right. And uh, a job on the table, without a doubt, for Mister Smith. But. I don't like to see guys lose their job. You know, I would. I want to see John L. win out, and so we can put this away. There's asked when asked about the negativity in the media in East Lansing and around Lansing. John L. Smith did not comment today. Smart man. He said, "I'd rather not comment." Smart man. People say they heard him on TV saying there's so much negativity going around in the media. I don't think we're too bad on him. Personally, I, I can't be bad and bash John L. Like some of these guys out here, I don't think he deserves bashing yet. Right. And we got to wait to see if he finishes up the season. Even then, he's still a person at the end of the day. John L. pulled a humanitarian card today, talking about, you know, I got to keep my head up to keep the guys' heads up. That's the truth. And, and talked about it. It's like a life thing, he said. You know, you're going to lose a parent one day. You're going to lose your mother one day. And he brought it down to, to reality. And that's where we sit tonight in the basement of Holden Hall. Yes, yes. On the Spartan Sports Wrap. But let's finish up grading him out, Juan. Anybody do a above-average job? I'll say B for Brandon Fields. I'll give him an A. An A. <laughs> Brandon Fields is terrific. He was the he was the lone bright spot, you know, in this past week's game. He was phenomenal. He the reason the score wasn't seventy to zero by the end of the first half because he kicked them within the ten yard line seemingly every time. So I believe he had eight punts and four of those were inside the twenty, and I believe four of those were inside the actual ten. So 
He was on, doing a terrific on the year, job. On the year, Brandon Fields, 11 punts inside the 20. Out of 31. That's terrific. And, and obviously you're not going to be punting From, into, into, right. the reds, into the red zone a lot. Right. You have to also, when you when we put those numbers out there, you have to look at the opportunities he have to kick them into the, you know, inside the 20 yeah, versus. When, you, when you're sitting on in right. midfield, right. you know, up, up the 40. 40. But you're not going to kick it from, you know, your own 10 to their 10. Like, that's just not going to. Here we go. The phone number happen. is 517-432-3893. We're taking the first caller that calls in. You will get to talk to me and DeWan Simmons. That's a prize tonight. But first, be even premature to that, you will talk to Kevin, who will screen the call. But give us a ring, 432-3893. Defensive side of the ball, you got to give it up to Otis Wiley. I think Otis Wiley's still doing his thing. Juan. Yeah, Otis Wiley's definitely, he, he's definitely starting to emerge. It's not, it's not just a great player, but the leader of that defense, especially, you know, with Cliff being questionable. He's, he's the actual presence for those guys who's actually out there, you know, in the stand-up position in the backfield. Moving quickly, because we have the Tigers to talk about tonight. <laughs> Going to the World Series, fulfilling my predictions. Making me look like a genius. Yes, they are. But nonetheless, we'll talk about Drew Stanton in a minute. Here's what Coach Baldwin had to say about the play of Drew Stanton and how people have kind of been questioning whether he's been performing up to par. Well, obviously a little technical difficulty, but here we go. Back to Drew Stanton, what Coach Baldwin had to say about the play of Drew Stanton. Third time's the charm. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin gives me the thumbs up. We, we, he's doing, this guy does a million things. Okay, he had, he had to answer the phone. But you know what? Forget the quote about Drew Stanton. We have more important things on line one. Welcome to the Spartan Sports Wrap. Hey, what's up, D? Well, hello. May I ask who's calling? This is Ray. Raymond. How, how's it going, Butch? Uh, pretty well. Um, all this uh, Spartan talk is getting pretty depressing. <laughs> what, do you, what do you got for me out there in Cedar Village? Ah, uh, nothing. Just a nice night. Um, want to change the subject? Talk about the Tigers a little bit. Thank you for the great segue. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to see uh, uh, your opinion on uh, how the rotation is going to uh, fare out. Do you think we should go with Robertson starting off, and uh, you know the the rest of the way how we've uh, started the playoffs? Well, uh, why why ch- don't go like John L. Right. If, if it's working for you, don't change it. Yeah, don't but f- but then again, you you have to look at what uh, what team we're going to face. It's it's kind of hard to look at rotations now, not knowing the batting lineup that we're going to face. Who do you think we're going to face, Ray? Do you think we're going to be the New York Mets or St. Louis? Hopefully, I want to see the Cardinals. I mean, I'm a big Cardinals fan, so I'm uh, I'm pulling for the Cardinals. But I think uh, the Mets have a better team, have a better rotation. The Cardinals are struggling without uh, former uh, Spartan uh, Molder. Yes, yes. So Detroit obviously won easily in this past series. Do you think they have what it takes to get it done in the World Series? Oh, definitely. I think if uh, they continue what they've been doing all season, they got a great shot at winning it all. With, I mean, I mean that's that's pretty much it. I mean, Cleveland's Cleveland's got a good uh, grasp of what they do, what they do in the playoffs. He's got a good, pretty good record. He's won he's won a World or a World Series already with the Marlins. I think he knows what he's doing. So, do you you think Leland is the most intricate piece to the Tigers puzzle this past season in their success? Uh, that's definitely a tough question. Uh, yeah, he definitely uh, got him all over the hump. I mean, Trammell did a pretty decent job. I mean, I, I don't think he uh, he had enough uh, control over the team. Rodriguez last year was pretty upset. He uh, 
in the middle of the season he wanted to trade, and now, now I guess it seems as he wants to finish his uh, career here. He's already came out publicly and said that over uh, over this past summer. So, so Ray, talk to me, Tigers. We want to see. I personally, I want to see St. Louis. I think we can handle St. Louis. We would prefer to play. I would, and I would prefer to play, to play St. Louis. Louis than play the Mets. But Sean Casey, Ray, he's t- tore a calf muscle. He says he's going to be ready for the World Series opener. Do you, do you think is Sean Casey that crucial of a piece that we're going to need him in the World Series? Uh definitely. He definitely puts the ball in play. He doesn't strike out a lot, which we uh, we do have a lot of free swingers on the team. So uh, it's good to have a guy in the lineup that always puts the ball in play, keeps everybody on the edge. But uh, I don't know. It could be. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, he could be uh, could be the piece that we need to uh, give, us, give us give us over the hump. Looking in hindsight at this at this past American League Championship Series, what stood out most to you in individual performance? Was it was it Maglio's two homers in the last game? Was it Polanco batting amazingly five twenty nine? I think it was definitely Polanco. I mean, he's he's been the offensive catalyst of this team. I mean, he always he always comes up with a clutch hit, and now he uh, he's moved up in the third spot, taking uh, Sean Casey's spot or in the third hole, and now uh, Monroe seems to be you know fitting pretty nicely in the second spot so I mean I think I mean Blanco doesn't have the power that you really want on your necessarily want on your three hitter but he definitely puts the ball in play and comes up always comes up with a clutch hit were you disappointed in the play of Frank Thomas 0 for, 0 for 13 in the American League Championship Series against the Tigers <laughs> I Terrible. was disappointed I was uh, pretty uh, pretty happy that he didn't do too well <laughs> I mean did you think he was going to hit a grand slam in, in the bottom of the ninth the base is juiced was it game three yeah. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. The thought, was, the but, thought must have crossed your mind. Oh yeah, definitely. It was a definitely nail biter. I mean, you know, because he can definitely change the, you know, impact of the game with one swing of the bat. You know, and, if the uh, if the Tigers win this World Series, Ray, where does yep. this where does this championship rank among Detroit sports championships in the past years? Here we're talking Red Wings in what ninety seven, the late nineties. We're talking Pistons in 04. And we'll I mean, say the we'll say the Tigers if they do it, which I'll say they will, in in '06. Where does this rank? Do you think this is this you has brought take this one. has brought the city together? Yeah, I would I would definitely put number one. I mean, you know, over the past like what, ten years, we've been we've been under 500 and struggling, yep. and every every year seemed to be a rebuilding year. And we've had a losing now, record for 12 consecutive seasons. That was from um, '94 to '05. There you go. Yeah, I I I really don't know the stats on that, but. Definitely. I mean, come what are we? Twenty games under five hundred last year. I, I don't know. Yeah, and then we break we break our streak of twelve straight seasons under five hundred by going to the World Series. Yeah, that's definitely amazing. I mean, I mean, you can't predict that. Oh no way! I, I at the beginning of the season, I predicted the Tigers would go to the World Series and win, but that was off the whims of being a homer <laughs> and uh, just liking the Tigers. But I could not predict it that this is the way it would all unfold. But wow, they're making me look good. Yeah, it's definitely really exciting. Give me some, give me some numbers, Ray, calling from East Lansing. Tigers in how many games, and who is the World Series MVP? Ah, uh, man, that's a tough question. I would, I'd have to say uh, maybe Polanco because I mean, he, every time you know he comes up with clutch hit, I mean, he's been always driving in runs, putting the ball in play. Defensively, he's been pretty solid. So I'd go with him with the MVP. He, he or Guillen. Re- regardless, regardless of the inning. Regardless of, of of any intangibles, if the game is on the line, give me you have a one batter up. Give me the pitcher you want to have the ball in their hand. Uh, for Detroit. For Detroit, brother. 
Uh, I definitely definitely take Zumaya. I mean, he's got the overpowering fastball, and he's got you know his curveballs. You know, not many people know how great his curveball is. I mean, you throw 100, 100 miles an hour, and then he comes back with you know eighty eight mile an hour curveball. That's uh, that's pretty tough. tough to adjust and hit. And he's got. I think he throws a decent change up too. But he always. Yeah, I mean, he's got the overpowering fastball that not many people in the league can uh, catch up with. So. I definitely go with him. You know what? While, while you're with us, Ray, we're gonna we're gonna keep you on on for one more. How about those Detroit Lions, Ray? Finally got a win. What, what, hey, one. What uh, are the Lions gonna be able to salvage anything from this season? Just uh, a quick synopsis, because I, I know you follow the Lions. Yeah, I do. I mean, I didn't. I didn't watch much of the game, but definitely with the new coaching regime, I mean, it's tough to you know turn around in one season. I think, I think Marinelli's got you know got the right uh, mindset. I mean. He's strict. I mean, he doesn't let players get away with things. But I, I mean, it's tough to say right now. I think we're gonna have to wait it out a couple more seasons. Word, uh, word on the sh- word on the street, Mara. My sources tell me that you were close to being trying out to be the kicker for Michigan State's football team. <laughs> no, that was definitely false. <laughs> <laughs> well, we thank you, Ray. Thanks for joining us on the Spartan Sports Trip. You have a good night. Yeah, you too. Take it easy. Ray calling out there from Cedar Village, probably lighting up a few couches tonight along those lines, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. We we appreciate the calls. We're in the we're in the last home stretch here. Um, we 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 faded away from MSU football, but For good I want to play a quick clip that we struggled with. I fumbled it. I dropped the ball a little bit. What Coach Baldwin had to say about Drew Stanton in his play of, as of late. You know, I think everybody's looked at Drew and said, well, he's not doing the things that's capable, and it's not Drew at all. I think Drew, the last two games, has played well. Uh, We did not protect for Drew this last game. Uh, He had a guy in his face before he was really able to step and and throw the football. Uh, He can't drop balls early on first couple drives. Uh, Quarterback doesn't get a rhythm then, Uh, and we did, and we did that in two games in a row. Uh, I think Drew has played well. Unfortunately, he got hurt late in the game there. Uh, but he has played well. We can win with, with his play. Uh, I think he can play better. But I don't think. I like that. He, I think he can play better too. Yeah. Um, well, once again, the intangibles. Receivers dropping balls. You don't get a rhythm. You have an offensive line crumbling in front of you. Being chased by linebackers. All right. Cracking your head on a, a water cooler on the sideline. Boy, did that look bad. Along with Greg Cooper's Greg Cooper's injury, man, that just sent chills on me because those are two people, and that just people I know. And that was that was a scary thought. But to see Coop give the thumbs up when he was going off the field yeah, that was a good gave, gave me some hope, and good to hear Coop's all right. But I know who is all right, the Tigers. Hey, Juan, yeah. look who's in the World Series. Yeah, that's – I must say, you know, I, I, I couldn't see it, you know, I – I got too used to the Tigers losing, like you said, 12 consecutive seasons. I'm not a believer. Just four years ago, you know, they had 100 losses in the season. So 119. Right. So for them to turn it around like this, you know, I I just was that was too optimistic for me. I, I just yeah, wasn't a believer. That, that's why you don't you should never listen to sports because we we always get it wrong. Right. <laughs> the far and few between do we get it right? <laughs> but and, and people always listen to us. I but get it. to the Tigers' credit, I do favor them now. I am a believer. Hey, look at Juan. I am a Juan believer. I am a believer. When they disposed of the Yankees, I was a full-fledged believer in the Tigers because that was the one obstacle I saw them not getting over were the Yankees. So I do believe now. I favor them. I believe they will come across the Cardinals, and they should take care of that in six. Brigitte, talk to me. 
You've been quiet tonight, Brigitte. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to agree with Juan. You know, they definitely took care of business against the Yankees, swept the athletics. I'm going to say in seven. St. Louis is pretty good, but in I'm going to say in so seven. So we're just going to make it the total storybook season. Yeah, you know? it couldn't get any bigger. You couldn't, you couldn't Pudge, write. Pudge is going to hit it in the bottom of the ninth. Huh? Got to be with two outs. You couldn't write it up any better. 517-432-3893 is the number. We've got five minutes left in the show. We're taking calls all the way through the top of the hour. 517-432-3893. Detroit's pitching, like I said, months and months ago, Duan. Like I said as well. They held the A's in nine <laughs> runs, brother. And a two twenty one batting average in only four games because that's all we needed. But li- I I said six. Hey, I w- thought we needed six. My journalism professor, Professor Okrutsky, name's out there now. Sorry, Fox, <laughs> if you're listening. She said Tigers in four. So take Jern 200 if you want to get the straight story on sports. <laughs> but, wow, who could have predicted that? Uh, Maglio, soft, soft, quiet bat to start this series. Comes out and earns all $74 million of yeah, that contract in one swings. inning. Or one game, pardon me. But the, the story for me is still Kenny Rogers, though. Oh, that's, isn't that's, it that's, that's still the biggest shock, you know. When you swing in the bat, you know, like, like Mag does, he always makes contact. You know, you're going you're gonna to hit some, you're going to miss some. That's just part of being, you know, just like Frank Thomas did in, in game three. He barely missed that home run. When they showed that replay from being a former baseball player, if if he was just a quarter of an inch higher, that would have been a, a walk-off home run for them. So, you know, if you're swinging the bat, it's going to come down to times like that. The key is continuously putting the ball in play, and Mac has always done that, you know, for the team. It's just not that they're he's finally clicking and, you know, hitting with power like they expected. But Kenny Rogers, the 41-year-old, is he 41, 42? 41 years 41-year-old pitcher, you know, all year, they've been ragging him on his stuff. He doesn't have any type of overpowering fastball. His fastball Listen, gets wait, up to about wait 88, the second half of the season, Kenny Rogers is going to fall apart. He's going to fall apart. You know, they really, I think they really picked him up as far as, like, veteran experience with the young pitching staff they had. Just to try to get him on, help teach the guys some of the ropes, you know, get him some of the inside knowledge from the veteran. I think that's the whole reason why they got him. Not so much to be doing what he's doing now, completely dominating. So that's, well, that's the shock and surprise for me. The zero point zero ERA Whew. in two starts. In two starts, and how many hits has he let up? Like two? No, four. I think. Four I think hits. he gave up four hits. Incredible. So incredible. That's Detroit, my story. Detroit's bullpen. It's his story, and he's sticking to it, folks. Here's a quick stat for you, Duan. What you got for me, Dan? Stat of the day: Attendance at Comerica Park for Game Four: forty-two thousand nine hundred sixty-seven. You know what strikes me about that? Comerica Park is 104.6% full with that attendance. <laughs> Somebody was sitting on somebody's lap. Without a doubt. And that's just the people who actually made it and into the park. And to see the people lined up around the fence when you with, count the with people rooms. On the, when you count the people on the fence, the people on the parking structures, the the people in the other high-rises looking down onto the game, you know, it's it's fantastic just for the city. I wish I could have made it down there, you know. This weekend I wasn't able to, but I know this coming weekend I'm definitely going to be able to shoot down there and catch some of the games. To the crib, he says. To the crib, I say. You know, no no, uh, no, bash the state news today. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> didn't even bother reading the state news today, but our first caller had something positive, but hey, I, right. hope, I hope he picks the Spartan Sports Wrap for his weekly wrap-up in the inside on Spartan Sports. We try to do our best here, but nonetheless... A down day for me. Lost two of my friends. Big up to Michael and Chris Albrecht. Rest in peace, fellas. 
But we move on to the end of the show. We end with the 5-0 and o Bears taking on Arizona Cardinals tonight in Monday Night Football. And as always, it is Monday Night Pick'em. So, I'm going to take the Bears. Oh, without a doubt, I'm taking the Bears. They have the best offense and defense clicking right now in the league. So, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they really do to the Cardinals. Around the horn to the ever so quiet Brigitte. <laughs> Definitely the Bears, you know. I don't even want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> you're, you're, you're already going to say Liner and the Cardinals are going to run the ball up the gut. <laughs> no, with their offensive line. Who are you taking? I'll take the Bears and Shines of the 72 Dolphins. Undefeated season. Wow. Maybe. You Could think, You thinking they're going to do it? They they have yeah. a good shot. Not to mention this kid comes in the studio with the Chicago Cubs knapsack backpack <laughs> with Kerry Woods' number on the back. And you have hair like Steve Nash. In disturbing Facebook pictures, to say the least. <laughs> I can't believe you. But that's the top of the hour, folks. And you've been in with Dan, Dewan, Brigitte, and the rookie. We're here every week in every the Sports Wrap at 7 p.m. for your best, down to the truth. Nothing sugarcoated here. There you go. But we keep it real here in the basement. We'll be back next week with the women's and men's basketball previews. And uh, the beautiful Renee Haynes will join us in the studio. That's what's up. Thanks to my engineer, Kevin, behind the glass, on the phones and the boards and the mini-disc player. Anything else you can think of. Oh, next door, my man, on the jazz spectrum. Spectrum. (laughs) You know what? He's got me liking jazz music on my drive home from the studio. There you go. It's a relaxing night. Hey, I need some jazz music tonight. It's the top of the hour. You've been listening to Spartan Sports Rap on WDBM East Lansing. Stick with us every week, Mondays at 7 p.m. Rest in peace, Michael and Chris. I'm out. Thanks for listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Tune in next Monday at 7 p.m. for more commentary on your favorite teams. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.